It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. Hey, everybody. Uh, It's time for another NFL in London podcast. Wade McQueen here joining me, Jack Humphrey. Good old friend, Jack. Thanks for joining us on this podcast, Jack. Uh, no, thanks for having me uh, on again, Wade. So, um, well, I, I just to, go ahead, so, buddy. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the season. It's going to be um, a good, fun season coming up. It's going to be a good season. Jack is currently dealing with a hangover. I'm currently got COVID, um, so we're not in the same room. Don't worry about that, everyone. Uh, but we are going to go through some of the great things coming up because, as we know, Jack, this is so we're in July of 2022. This is the last month of no NFL until March 2023. It's pretty exciting. Um, now, London games, obviously, we got the pretty big London games. There, as a Giants fan, you is you got the Giants and Packers. Is that the favorite, the one that you're looking to see, or, or in terms of all the games, are you, are you are you liking them all? I'm. That is obviously the one that I'm looking forward to seeing as a Giants fan myself. But I'm actually going to Munich as well for that game. So I'm. I'm are really. You? Yeah, I'm. I haven't got a ticket yet, but I've already uh, booked my flight and. Um, hotel so i'm hoping i can get a ticket but if not i'll just watch it in a bar and get very drunk again but um it'll be um yeah i'm 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 looking forward to that game in munich but yeah the giants and the packers i mean it's gonna be great to see the packers over here for the first time ever it's a beautiful stadium in munich uh what was the decision why did you just it was just like screw it i'm going yeah pretty much Uh, I, i know a lot of tampa bay fans anyway and they were like um i'll just jump on our flight it's really cheap at the minute i and i just literally booked it there and then and like I've got an all-in package for three days for just over three hundred pounds, so it wasn't too bad, really. All-in um, all package for three hundred pounds, just not the yeah. ticket. Just Wait, not the ticket, but um, I, yeah. I mean, I, hopefully, I can get one. If not, again, I'm not too bothered. There'll be loads of NFL fans there, and I'll, I'll just catch it in the bar anyway. So sure. I mean, it's a big, it's a big stadium. You would think that there's, you know, I'm sure the Germans are very efficient at scalping. They're efficient at very other things as well. So we yeah. think that. So, I, in terms of the games you've seen, and obviously we've all been to a lot of them. Um, Wembley or Tottenham? Uh, what's your favorite? I love the Tottenham Stadium. I, I, I find that quite hard to say actually because um, I, I wasn't a big fan of the way that the ticket situation was handled as a season ticket holder myself originally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did manage to go to Tottenham last year, and yeah, I mean, just to watch a game in that stadium is amazing. Really, it's just um, this is the area; it's a nightmare to get to. That's that's the problem. Um, but obviously, when so Wembley for travel, uh, but most certainly for the experience, Tottenham. Um, I also I actually enjoyed Twickenham when they went there. Just again, that's just an absolute nightmare to get into and get out of. Yeah, Twickenham was a real nightmare, man. I mean, like I remember because I think a lot of times as a North American fan, you want that you want that sort of fair, you want the the food, you want the sort of hype surrounding it. And with yeah. Twickenham, it just felt you're walking through people's backyards. You know, you're just walking, hey, and there's someone's cooking up a sausage and, and you're like, OK, well, it's like I kind of wanted a, an NFL atmosphere. Um, yeah, I, I guess I remember because I remember going to Wembley at the earlier. Remember, like when they first started coming here and around Wembley was nasty around then. Like there was nothing to eat. There was no chain shops. There was like a 400 seater Indian buffet place that everyone just drank at afterwards. Um, I, I find that, you know, and as you say, it's very difficult to get to Tottenham. I, I live like 15 minutes from the stadium. I don't find it too hard. Um <laughs> But uh, there's not, I mean, everything's building around it. Uh, and that's what sort of I, I'm interested to see is sort of everything that's going to surround the stadium. Cause it's, you know, that's, it's a lot of newness to a lot of things there. Did yeah, you find- yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's kind of what I'm hoping that they do. Like 
in, like, like you mentioned in, in regards to Wembley, that they built up obviously around the stadium after. And now it's actually pretty cool. You've got like, all the shops there, loads of restaurants and things like that. And I'm kind of hoping that's what they do around Tottenham. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, but- we've been looking at doing some stuff around like tailgating and stuff like that and trying to find parking lots and things. And it's difficult. It's not. But people are into it. They just don't get it yet. You know, just like, hey, yeah. so we, you want to use our car park and have three people, 300 people drinking in it? I'm like, yes, that would be great. <laughs> um, which they don't get. Um, but I mean. You know, it's going to be good. The Jaguars, again, you excited for them at all? Jags coming back? Um, not really. I, I'm bored of the Jaguars now, to be honest. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the Broncos. I mean, they're going to be quite a high-powered offense this year now. They've got Russ there. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Uh, I would have actually, I would say, I'm going to all the games this year, so I would have taken my total up to uh, 31 of the 32 teams seen live. So um, Wow. So yeah, who, are you, who are you missing? It's, I'm only missing the 49ers. That's the only oh. team I'm missing. So, and I know they've been over, but... I They're playing remember. the Bears week one if you want to go to Chicago. Um, um, what's it like in Chicago, weather-wise, at that time? Of the Chicago year? in September? Oh, it's glorious. Yeah. Ah, first yeah. week in September in that part of the world? Glorious. Uh, you're still going to get hot days. in. So that's why I always tell everyone to go to Canada that time of year. Because everyone's like, ah, oh, go to Canada. It's like really hot. All the kids are in school, but it's still like 30 degrees Celsius um summer it's nice and the leaves are starting to change but uh no chicago's great obviously they're looking to find a new stadium uh which you know gonna be crazy um well let's talk about your team for a second because you're a new york giants fan and and the past few years have well just say been interesting um daniel jones is he the is this going to be the nugget for you guys going forward or what i mean i I was never a fan of the pick anyway uh when they made it um i didn't believe that draft class was particularly very good for quarterbacks and I think we've kind of seen that played out um, with the quarterbacks that come out of that class and it's make or break for Daniel Jones um, he hasn't really had a fair shot at it so to speak but the they've done him no favours with the O-line I mean mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure he's like the most sacked quarterback in the NFL ever now but um, as, like as a rookie through those first three, few years. So. Fields, was, Fields was doing well for a while they're up with them but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, he seems to naturally, he's, he's naturally scared of these big defensive linemen running at him um, now. And it makes, he, he, you know, he tries to force things and makes mistakes. He fumbles a hell of a lot, like too much for my liking. Um, I'm hoping that we see some improvements, but I'm not, I'm not overly optimistic with um, Daniel Jones going forward. I, I don't think he'll be the quarterback next year. So this is sort of his last last dance saloon for me, is what you're thinking. Most definitely. I mean, they didn't take up his fifth year option, so yeah, this is the most. I mean, they've done they've done better. They've drafted. I'm sure we'll get into the draft a bit, but they've drafted yeah. better this year. The Giants. I, I like what they've done draft wise to protect him, but yeah, I, I I still have a lot of issues with him, and the fumbling is my biggest concern with him. Well, I think the other issue is too is is obviously everyone talked about Saquon and what a what a phenom he was in his first year, but. First years aren't subsequent years. Is there is there a frustration that you sort of have to look and go, oh man, what have we done here? Is it time to move on? Try to see if we can still get some value for this guy and trade him to some sucker. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's 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 a bad pick. To if you look back at it now, it's a bad pick anyway. Really, like, I, I like Barkley coming out of college. I thought he was excellent, and you know, I, I I still think he is excellent. When you see him play games, he you know we see that burst that he had in college, but um for a team that was in a rebuild mode, it really was a bad pick. And 
looking back at it now, they should have probably drafted Quentin Nelson, the um, yeah, the offensive Colts. lineman for the Colts. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think a lot of people when you do when you look at those redrafts, a lot we put a lot of those memes up, and you see a lot of those redrafts. It's like, oh yeah, of course, it's so easy now. Yeah. But uh, when you do see it, yeah, it's uh, you know history is the ultimate victor in those things. Yeah, I, I kind of see like running backs as they're like a luxury pick, so to speak. So yeah, if you're going to draft one that high then you best be in a really good position like with the team. And, you know, we, we were never, ever in that position to start yeah. with. So look, look, looking back at it, it was a really bad pick. Now, we're talking about some of the big storylines. What, what, what are some of the things you're looking at going into the season? Because uh, obviously, you know, I think there's a lot of euphoria. We've, we're finally COVID-free, except for me. Bastard. Um, but uh, the league's moving on. What uh, some of the big things you're looking at? Because it seems to be business as normal, but is it, though? What I mean, I just, it's where to start, really. I mean, this, this situation with Deshaun Watson. I've never be... heard of this guy. Has he done something wrong? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's, going I've, got a massa- I've got a massage book for him at three. Um... <laughs> I, I mean, the situation with him, whether he's going to play any of the season now, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I presume he will. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the Browns have done some work looking into this like investigating it themselves because i mean if they haven't and you know he's let's say he gets suspended for the whole season it's a really bad look for them as a franchise and i know you know they're not <laughs> no offense to browns fans but they're not um you know they're the jags fans of the nfc of the afc oh sorry they're both <laughs> in the afc oh they're the <laughs> uh, yeah oh, wow. the, 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 the the organization's not well known for you know, like making good decisions as a whole most of the time anyway. So, um, yeah, well, you... I, I hope they've done their due diligence on on that situation, so to speak. But um, I, I'm also, I mean, just the, the trades that we've seen this offseason, mm-hmm. it's just it's mad. It's um, AJ Brown to the Eagles, which, you know, I, I love AJ Brown and I absolutely hate the fact that he's playing for the Philadelphia Eagles now, the team that I despise the most. <laughs> I don't care if the Giants don't win any games all season as long as they beat the Eagles. <laughs> Hold on. You, you hate the Eagles more than you hate the Packers. I do. Yeah. I, oh. I really do. Not I thought everyone Eagles. just hated the Packers. Um, <laughs> now you mentioned uh, what we go ahead. Sorry. That, that was going to say, so you've got that AJ Brown, you've got Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Obviously he's gone to the Dolphins with Tua and yeah, I mean, I, can Tua unlock what Tyreek Hill does? I, I, I'm going to find it very hard to. I think we can. I think we can already answer that. I mean, look, I I've been rattling on about Tua, and and, and I go on. I'm a heightist, and I and it's I don't like to be a heightist because I was small growing up. But in the NFL, you know, look, there's a difference in college being a five eleven quarterback, and being a five eleven quarterback in the NFL. You know, and yeah. and even five nine, Tua. I think that you, the moxie and the, and confidence is really good in college. When you get to the NFL, man, you got to connect and you've got to have routes and you've got to be able to, you look at how quickly you get rid of the ball and effectively, it's all about making quick chess moves and not, not being ridiculous. And unfortunately what we've seen with Tua is, you know, someone like, uh, you know, someone like Patrick Mahomes can be ridiculous because in his first year, he was just doing crazy things. The no look passes and everyone's going, yeah, those are going to end. Those are going to end. So I think that it's when you start sort of seeing yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just uh, I just can't see Tua really being, I just, all the tools, and it's still going to be nothing, I think. And it's sad because uh, they gave him a lot of chances. 
Yeah, it's sad. And yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, they've kind of gone all in as well, the Dolphins now, with the moves that they've made, like obviously signing Tyreek Hill. I mean, I think they've got every running back in the NFL on their roster at the minute. I was looking the other day because I was in a fancy best ball draft and um, yeah. just the running backs that they've got, like a Mozart there. Um, obviously, Chase Edmonds, who was at the Cardinals, is there. And then you've still got Miles Gaskin, Ahmed, all of these guys behind them. So it's just, yeah, they got they're like the Bears um, collecting Titans because the Bears love to collect Titans, don't they? <laughs> it's so yeah, cool. yeah, we love to collect us some Titans. What are you going to do with them? I don't want anyone else to have them. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the Dolphins roster. I mean, again, you could put all that roster together. Are they just building it for Tom Brady to have next year? <laughs> you know, it's uh, here you go, Tommy. Here's the team that we want you to win. Right, I'm going to win another one with the Florida team at 48. Um, yeah. You know, going back to the Deshaun Watson thing, obviously, look, and you talk about was there due diligence? I'm sure that anyone in getting involved in him, it's like, hey, I heard he likes to get jerked off. Uh, and there's a lot of people. I'm sure every team, you know, they've got their lawyers, they've got those special PIs on their own team, and the league has been looking into it. The fact yeah. he hasn't been charged with anything, the fact that there's civil cases, the fact that they've all been addressed and dismissed, yeah, it, it, it points towards the young man not being as guilty as everyone says he is, but you know, again, I've gone against this. He was a young black man who said he didn't want to play for Texas anymore and nobody messes with Texas. And, um, yeah. you know, look what happened. And, and suddenly it's like, Oh yeah, you're thinking you're just going to get out that easy. And suddenly he's got a mountain of sex, you know, yeah. charges against him. And who's, who's some of the teams, I mean, best division you're looking for this year. Who do you think is going to be the best division to sort of, Oh, I mean, it's got to be that AFC West, doesn't it? Um, yeah. the, you know, you've got the Chiefs, uh, the Raiders. Obviously, they've got Devontae Adams there now. Um, yeah. You've got the Broncos. You've got Russell Wilson there. And then Chargers, who, you know, <coughs> Justin Herbert. I mean, just the kids electric. So it's that's easily the best division for me. That's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Um, yeah, worst division is probably the NFC East, still, isn't it? Really, it's such a... or the North. Yeah, I was going to go with either of those. Yeah. So it's uh, the, the thing is with the NFC East, it's quite a competitive division within itself. So the yeah. four teams will always sort of they normally go one on one with each other through the year. Um, but when they come outside of that division, then yeah, they just normally get a whooping, and you know, it's quite nice to see the Cowboys get a. Get, getting beat every now and then as well getting beat every year in the playoffs it's quite nice to see that, so. yeah it seems like the i mean the uh, the the afc or nfc east is sort of like a, a family of brothers that just kick the crap out of each other and yep. then uh, when the times you know come to the family reunion pictures they've all got black eyes and not looking good yeah um, no, exactly yeah. you know i agree with you on the afc west i think there's a lot of talent um you know and and you know looking how far joe burrow went last year uh, it's got to be inspirational to Justin Herbert, you know, to, to, to sort of see that and go, you know what? I could do that too. Um, you know, I think that's, that's something uh, my, I think the worst, obviously the NFC, I'm the NFC North, you know, we got Detroit and Chicago, not going to be good years for either of us. I, I'm interested to think about Minnesota though, Minnesota. I mean, cause you know, Aaron Rodgers hasn't picked up a lot of talent, but you know, Minnesota kept every game was within two points, almost every game that they lost last year. But they have, you look at the talent, you know, Dalvin Cook, you look at the wide receiving, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, you look at all the talent they have. Why is it they suck? It's that defense, isn't it? It's not, um, they were very bad on defense, actually. And they I, were I very bad. To, yeah, I, I, I just seem to remember, like what you were saying, that, you know, they'd always be up and 
they'd always throw games away last year, um, but they'd be they'd be up in like in a commanding position at, at certain points within the game. So, yeah, they're they're a weird team. But like you say, on offense, their stats is Dalvin Cook, Adam Phelan, uh, Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith will be back this year. I, I do think it's kind of put up or shut up for Kirk Cousins at, at quarterback for them this year as well. Yeah, new coach, and, and you have to see what happens. Justin Jefferson did say, and he said this publicly, I guess, this weekend, that uh, he is going to be the best uh, the best wide receiver in the game now that Devontae Adams is, is gone to Vegas. He's going he's gonna to be number one. Think that could he's, happen? He's number one in my book, anyway. I, I love Justin Jefferson. I think he's a great player. I love um, him, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, the, again, looking back at it, you see that the Eagles took Jalen Rager over him. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah. yeah madness. Well, there's always there's always a bum like that. But I mean, you also got Joe Burrow, I'm sure, just looking because, you know, they played with Justin at LSU. I'm sure he would love to have him come back. Yes, most definitely. We had some other interesting ones. Uh, uh, Jason McCourty finally uh, retired Miami Dolphin, but, you know, finally got his his due with the New England Patriots when he played with his brother. 13 seasons. Any any fond McCourty memories? Um, No, not really. (laughs) Sorry, no, I haven't. I um. I, I'm more of a, as well as you know, Wade. I, I play a lot of fantasy football, so um, yeah, yeah we, um, you're not going to get the defense. I, I'm not, I don't really dive deep into defensive players unless they're um, unless they're a big star name like Khalil Mack or someone. I mean, he's well, in charges now. Isn't how he, about so. the fact that Richie Incognito retired? Well, there you and, go. and I, <laughs> I I read that and I was like, I thought he already was retired. And then you look, it's like no, because he came back from Vegas, but he only played in like week two, and that was it. Uh, last season, he was out with injuries. Yeah. <laughs> now Orlando uh, Brown, they're having issues with him. The franchise tag, which we all know is is an awkward tag to put on people. No one likes being tagged. Um, but franchise tag, uh, Orlando Brown. So they're trying to find him six years, hundred and thirty nine million. They can't get can't get it to work. Do you think yep. Brown doesn't want to play with uh, Casey? I, I think he. I, I, I don't see why you wouldn't want to play for Casey. You're um, going to be competing every year and you know for the Super Bowl pretty much um I it, it like you say it's an awkward one isn't it the franchise take it the, the yeah. players absolutely hate it because what is that I think it's it's like the average isn't it of the the highest paid top five highest paid players isn't it at that position or yeah. something like that so you get that for the year um, and obviously you can just keep tagging and tagging if you wanted to but you see it every year don't you these guys yeah. run run their contracts down and then well, not run their contracts, but their contracts come up and the teams obviously going in different directions and, you know, financially they can't afford to keep. Like, that's that, that's the great thing about the NFL, right? Like you, you've got to come come within that salary cap and, yeah. you know, you're going to have to lose some of your star players at certain points um, when you're in either a rebuild or fighting for the playoffs and or the, or the Super Bowl, really. Um, but that's the, that's the great thing about the NFL. But yeah. Yeah, the franchise tag is awful. I hate it. It's not fair for the players, but um, yeah, it is. It is what it is. Yeah, I think that the most magical person uh, on the NFL is whoever uh, does the salary cap manipulation. Did you ever see that? It's like, oh, I hit the salary cap. We're over the cap, and then it's like, oh, but we move some things around, and suddenly there's an extra fifty million. You're like, how do the how the hell how the heck do you do that, man? Uh, yeah, the, but it's the, all the, con- the Eagles are the masters of that. They, they are very good at that. The Eagles. Oh yeah, well, there, it's just, it's just it's lawyers. It's what it, it's just lawyers going. But if we move this money and push this here, and yeah, you know, then that's that's how you get a Bobby Bonilla, and that's I think we all want a Bobby Bonilla day. Um, <laughs> big thing. So uh, Buffalo, uh, they're being slated, favored uh, to go undefeated this year. 
Uh, odds are first of the, the team to only go undefeated to join Miami Dolphins in 72, obviously this 07 Pats and the 1942 Bears. Do you think uh, Buffalo will go undefeated? No. Um, yeah. They're in the AFC East with the Patriots who will beat them at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I, I can't see them going undefeated. I mean, it's... It, they're an interesting one. It will be interesting to see how they come back this year. That was heartbreak for them losing that yeah. playoff game against KC. I mean, it was one of the, the that is the best game I've ever watched in the NFL. It's absolutely amazing. But um it'd be interesting to see how they come back. But like I say, being in a division with the Patriots who aren't going away, like people want them to go away, but they're still there. They've got Mac Jones. I mean, I don't know if he's gonna be <sighs> As, well, he's not, he's not going to yeah. be as good as Tom Brady, but I don't know if he's ever going to get to Tom Brady's level or anything like that. But he's, he's a good game manager, right, for them. And, yeah. you know, he does what Belichick wants him to do at the end of the day. And, yeah. Um, he's still got to chuck it more than eight yards eventually to win a game, though. Well, yeah, but they've um, they've also let Nikhil Harry go, haven't they, to the Bears now? To well. the Bears. Um, so- it was sort of a disappointment, I think. I think it was something, you know, and I don't think they fully knew how to use him. Uh, hopefully, you know, obviously because we had no wide receivers. <laughs> I mean, you know, you look, we made Green Bay look good, um, but uh, yeah, it could be something there. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it is an interesting. He was very good in college, Nikhil Harry. Um, yeah, and like you say, they, they, I just think they're notoriously bad at drafting wide receivers. Anyway, the Patriots. Well, um, if you look at Belichick's, there was a history. There was a study in Sports Illustrated looking at Belichick's picks and said that yeah. he's not very good at the draft. No, which is why he just trades half of these picks away half the time isn't it? and just you know takes they're, they're very good at taking quarterbacks so they, they they take punts on quarterbacks normally yeah. don't they like third of the fourth round or every year you see see them take a quarterback and they're very good at doing things like that but um yeah he's just they're not very good at uh, drafting wide receivers and the bears will probably turn harry into a tight end because <laughs> they need Might more well. tight ends. <laughs> yeah we're moving you to tight end and uh yeah we're bringing back jimmy mack um <laughs> jimmy graham i mean um, so what about you? You're big into betting and, and DFS and all that. What are some of the betting things? I mean, in terms of what are you getting prepared for, for this season? You do season long fantasy, obviously, cause you play in one with me, but what other kind of fan, what other kind of betting does you, do you get involved in? I, 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 so I'm a very big, uh, daily fantasy, uh, player now. I, um, I've kind of switched my focus over to daily fantasy, um, I'm trying to crack the code, like I said to you. I'm doing yeah. quite well in the golf one at the minute. Good um, golf. I've done well in DraftKings as well in golf. Yeah, uh, so I've, F1 I've done, as well sometimes. Yeah, I, I'm terrible at F1, but I'm, I'm trying to crack the code for the NFL. I've, my biggest win today in the NFL is uh, two thousand um, dollars. Oh, I've won, I've won more than that before, as you know. But um, yes, I yes, do. Uh, um, I'm I'm trying to crack the code with the NFL. And, you know, you have to get different with it. It's you have to get out. I'm saying this yesterday at uh, that uh, fantasy football convention. I was at. You have to get um, differential. You have to get out of your comfort zone. With mm-hmm. DFS. You, you know, you. We can all see the games that we want to stack. Like, so you look at the Vegas lines. Let's say the yeah. Chiefs are playing the Bills again, for instance. Like, you think, well, I want to stack that game, but then then you have to take into account ownership, and you think, well, yeah. the ownership of that game is going to be wild because everyone's going to do the same thing. So you have to try and get clever and then go and pick, I don't know, like Detroit versus the Bears or something like that if you What's, want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to try and be, yeah, you really do have to get outside your comfort zone within DFS. And that's why, that's part of the fun of it. Um, but yeah, I, I will certainly be having a few bets this season as well. Uh, division winners and things like that. Um, my, my main 
thing is with betting, I, I kind of wait because um, I like to do uh, anytime touchdown scorers. But what okay. I normally, because yeah. I, 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 well, I, I can gain an edge on the bookmakers in the UK because they're not as clued up as what we are uh, yeah. with, the, with NFL, and it takes them ages to update odds sometimes. Um, Ladbrokes being one, sorry. <laughs> Shout out. Um, yeah. Uh, so if you ever see a running back go down injured, then um, literally just jump on one of them betting sites. And I normally do it anytime touchdown score for the backup running back, and then uh, or double touchdowns for that running back within this within that game. I mean, it was paying off so much last season. You get stupid for the double touchdowns. You get an odds at like sixty six to one on some of these backup running backs, um, and it's just because they wasn't clued up. Um, I'm a little bit worried with the bookmaker I just mentioned as well, because the last time I'd done an NFL bet on there, it took them over 24 hours to pay it out. Wow. So, no, um, I, I, you know what? I agree with you on that. And it's something I've always championed to people is that, you know, it's crazy. All the betting companies going bet NFL, bet NFL. Why don't you fix your products first? You know, and, and yeah. everyone telling us that you're right. You can find those gaps and, and they do not, the British bookmakers do not quickly adjust them. And if you can spot that value, you get that bet in quick. Because you know by the times it crosses the pond, it's going to be sometimes, I've seen it like at the game's already started and they've adjusted it. They're like, oh, that he's already out. You know, like things like that. Um, so yeah, well, you're right. Smart money. I, I, I'll use one uh, example last year. So I had um, AJ Dillon for the Packers in mm-hmm. the game. Um, I knew there was going to be snow on the ground in uh, in uh, Green Bay and Lambeau Field. So I, I knew the game would be suited for him like um, mm-hmm. then Aaron Jones as soon as I I put the bet on because there were there was like a 60 40 split between the two of them anyway yeah. and Jones's favorite at the time um so as soon as I put the bet on within an hour of putting that bet on um Aaron Jones went down injured yeah and, um so I, I ended up getting AJ Dillon at odds at 44 to 1 I believe it was um for two touchdowns I think he's got three in that game yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so yeah, dance, put ten pound on that, dancing around my living room, uh, um, whatever time it was at night. But yeah, the, the, this, this. So, if, you, if you're clued up, the best thing to do for me is uh, Adam Schefter. I, I just have his t- tweets on. The notifications come up on my phone okay. as soon as something happens, whatever he tweets out. So that's what I do, and then I just go and get get my advantage on the British bookmakers who are not very good at updating their odds in time. No, Adam Schefter, obviously, he's the guy that um, he's broken a whole bunch of stories that weren't stories, um, you know, about yeah. Washington, Dalvin Cook, Deshaun Watson. Um, I mean, he was, I don't know if you know, he was, there was a Washington Post article about him um, that just, it just came out this week, uh, talking about him and just how at ESPN, because he makes $9 million a year at ESPN. Uh, and they talked about how he's got a cyborg-like work ethic. Um, but also when they put the article up, a whole bunch of his ESPN employees just ratted him and said, this guy, what do you call this guy a journalist for? He's, he's ripping stories. I know, I know what you're saying is you find your pieces. Adam Schefter wouldn't necessarily be my nugget of piece uh, that I would find just because as I said, he is like a little schoolgirl who gets really excited and "Ah, has to tell so much. Um, So, but I, I I do agree with you. You got to find, if you find value and knowledge, you know, I, I look a lot of the, the sites and a lot of the teams in the U.S. and a lot of the guys that are really big fan favorites of teams, you follow their accounts. They're always talking to the trainers. They know everything. I, I, I find because Schefter and those guys seem to get that kind of information from them. But yeah. to your point, yeah, get the knowledge and you can bet on it because I've tried to use 365 a few times here and, and you've got these bet builders and it just won't allow you to put parlays on the same game. 
it's like it was one of these ridiculous things where like hold on if you guys do it you can put a you can put parlays on on the same game like you know tom brady to say uh run over two yards and say yep. score three touchdowns it, the bet 365 is like you can't do that it's like well, what the what the hell man i should be able to bet on a five things tom does in the game but it doesn't let you do that frustration right yeah no most definitely my, my, most of my bets were singles to be honest. i will have division winners like i say at the uh, start of the season but i i it's i don't really bet or play dfs in week one sounds a bit silly yeah, no I, I it doesn't and not at all because you don't know what the hell is going to happen I, no no I, I like to see what's going to happen and then when so i can sort then i can start gauging because i've got sure. stats to work with them as well so yeah, know. no, it's it's like uh, it's wind an old grandfather clock. It finds every time we start the new season, you think you know what's going to happen. Then week one, you're like, oh god, I'm glad I didn't bet on this. Like I've yeah. I look back at my my week, you know, weekly picks because obviously we do we track them. And week one in the past ten years, it's never. I think I've had one winning record. Um, yeah. You just it's just so hard to pick. So hard yeah. To pick. I- that's how I did it last year. It's a lesson learned, really. I had a load of tickets that I'd won to the DraftKings Millie Maker for week okay. one. I had like 10 tickets. Um, I didn't actually realize that if you don't use tickets on DraftKings, they um, give you no. the credit yeah. now for it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. actually realize that. But, um, so really, I should have just left them. But I, I decided to whack 10 entries into the Millie Maker straight off the bat in week one, <laughs> and none of them cashed. So. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there was a, there's a lesson learned. Let's say that a lesson learned. So what I, if I've got, uh, I'm going to throw my big team who I think is one, give me one to watch this season. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. And that team is the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I think they got robbed last year, you know, not really robbed, but they just they were robbed of a crappy quarterback. Uh, I think Matt Ryan has got something to prove good running game, good offense, good defense. I think they're putting things right together. Good coaching. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's for me walking in early this season. I'm liking the Colts so far. How about you, Jack? Who who would you say, hey, this team is interesting to me. I really, I really like them and see, you know, something that people are going to surprise people. Something that's going to surprise people. I, I I like the Colts as well. So you've kind of taken my pick there. But um, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I actually, they're not under the radar, but they're not being talked about a lot. And I like the Baltimore Ravens. Um, yeah, no, I mean, they're under, you're right, they, no one's really elevated him. It's been a Lamar thing, but no one's really talked them that big. Why do you like them? Uh, their, their coach. I mean, Harbour is a very good coach. Yeah. They're coached very well. Uh, I, I, lo- I love Lamar. I love what he offers. He's so, he's just so unique with what he does. He's, he's like Michael Vick um, in that regard. Um, they're so, you know, so fun to watch him. I like uh, a lot of their weapons. So I, I love, I love Mark Andrews. That they're also going to get. The, the running backs back this year. Mm-hmm. So Gus Edwards and uh, J.K. Dobbins, who J.K. Dobbins was actually my most favorite running back coming out of that draft class when he came out. He was my number one pick from that draft wow. class uh, for running backs. Um, so we're going to get to see him, hopefully, play a full season this year. So you've got the two the two running backs that complement each other really nicely there. Um, they might need to do a bit of work with the wide receiver room because I know Hollywood Brown has gone, but I, I don't actually think he's suited their style um mm-hmm. to what they do like what he's not really suited to what lamar does um i mean i, I think he's gonna thrive in arizona hollywood brown i think he's a sneaky fantasy pick for anyone out there yeah um but yeah they're, they're my favorite they're just they're, they're a very well coached team and i just and i, I like the fact that last year it, they just they, they didn't um there was a couple of games that they could have kicked the field goal and 
gone to overtime, but Harbour decided just to go for it. I, I like that at- attitude, like sure. the all or nothing kind of thing. Just go, just go for it. You don't want to, you don't want to rely on overtime and rely on that stupid coin toss rule. Um, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, that, that needs changing badly. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna change. It was the, who was the backup that they had? There was a backup for Baltimore too. He came in, man. He was a speedster. He was a uh, uh, Tyler Huntley, isn't it? Uh, Huntley, yes, yeah. Wasn't he surprised? He was a nice little surprise from the few few games. You're like, holy crap, Tyler Huntley. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Again, but he he complements what they do within that offense, right? So he's, he's the same sort of style as Lamar. He, you know, he's got that rushing, massive, massive rushing upside. I, yeah. I just I think they're getting help. They're not really being talked about. They don't. Their division. I know they're in with the Bengals. Um, I do expect the Bengals to come back to the pack a little bit this year. I think that was just a really wild mm-hmm. ride for them last year. Deservedly so, like they got there, but um, I, I still have uh, a few concerns with them, mainly the O-line. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, just they need to protect Joe Burrow more, really. But the, the Ravens are certainly better than the Steelers and the Browns at, at present. So, yeah, I, I just I like the, the Ravens' chances. Um, unfortunately for them, they're in the AFC, which is the harbor of the two conferences right now. It is indeed. Well, Jack, thanks a lot for joining us on this podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening. We'll have more NFL in London news, all the stuff on the website, social media channels. Hey, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks.